Hello guys, um, I've just come back from a stage of laryngitis. <laughs> I actually did lose my voice for the whole week, um, which is really crazy, but I'm so excited because this episode is another episode. I, I think Bad Buddy episode four really like left us on a surprise. So um, I'm really excited to talk about Bad Buddy episode four with Laura and our theories and our ideas. Um, and also just, you know, keep on analysing the show and talk about what we see. Everybody's like losing their minds online, everywhere, crying about the final ending. People feel, you know, like a joke has been played on them because we were expecting a little bit more of like the dating to start. And there's so many questions about it, whether, you know, um, what the bet means now that we know the Pran has feelings for Pat. Like, what, is he really going to go through with this bet where he has feelings already and he's already lost um and when are the parents going to be a problem when are they actually going to start dating like we saw in the previews um for the ending um in the ending sequences and other things like that you know like who is ink going to be in the story um where in romeo and juliet like structure wise storyline are we at um we're still apparently we've not even moved from the what light you you know beyond the window breaks is the east and juliet is the sun moment we're still at the balcony scene which is crazy and i'll explain all of that in this podcast so if you love bad buddy if you love bl and you are interested in our analysis then listen to this podcast feel free to like the podcast let us know what you think about it feel free to send me a message or send me a voice message even so that you can be included in the uh, podcast answering questions or tell me your analysis feel free to follow me on ko-fi you don't have to pay a lot of money you just have to like just like and follow for more you know uploads uh, i will be adding more specific things there for followers rather than just um yeah (laughs) so feel free to add to follow that um and then also uh feel free to follow me on my tumblr my tumblr is life rewritten i at least i think that's what it is (laughs) yeah life hyphen rewritten and um yeah you can see all my master list and everything i do there um and feel free to follow laura as well on bad profit bx um so let's start this episode with a good light and if my voice sounds cracky it's still because i just came out from laryngitis and like a really horrible uh cold so i'm a little bit still on edge you know when speaking and other things like that but i'm so excited to speak about bad buddy with you guys so yeah without further ado i can't wait to introduce you guys to this podcast love you guys so much um and let's begin hi guys it's us again (laughs) we're going to be talking about episode four of bad buddy um a lot has happened in this episode uh that completely surprised us but also has really like given us a lot to deal like to 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 uh, think about as well um some people are happy about it some people are a little bit sad because uh people have read the book i think the book of bad buddy came out this week with english translation didn't it yeah Um, yeah so i think people have read the book and so they're not really like as happy because the the book has nothing to do with show so it's good (laughs) yeah but i apparently people are really because i i know that um pat is 
fully gay in the book spoiler alert for people wait oh spoiler alert for our podcast we do talk about spoilers uh because we we have so much information from different places so uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay so listen the main difference is that in the show right it's Pran mm-hmm. who is like who has feelings and is like kind of aware of them mm-hmm. while in the novel it's Pat yeah yeah that's what I thought that's that's actually what I thought was like we were gonna be going with I thought we were going to be going with the book version with Pat like being the best uh, but I, I think uh, that the they tried when they were writing the novel, they tried to make it. They couldn't convey Pran's feelings, in my opinion. That's why it looks as if it's only Pat who has feelings and shit like that. Uh, but no. <laughs> I think that the um, show is better. The show is definitely much better. That's good. That's good. Um, obviously, again, we always mention him because he's the director. Bakoff is... He loves doing um, the trope, like, we love each other, but we don't, like, we both love each other similarly, but we don't know we love each other. Like, there's always a reason yeah, why we're stupid. their feelings. Yeah, like, even when he's coming to me, <laughs> like, revealed later on that they both knew that they had feelings for each other, but they just didn't want to say it because they were both yeah, yeah. afraid of being gay or like of what it's gonna mean and then obviously in um what's it called my dear loser i'm trying to talk about which ones the show reminds me of but my dear loser as mm-hmm. well we have in and son and they both had feelings for each other but uh in was going crazy and he was um he refused to deal with those feelings and he refused to tell son how he felt because he was going through a lot of internalized homophobia um so i think uh Pat's character this episode has really reminded me a lot of um a lot of Bakoff's old character. Yeah. 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 He reminds me of Thun from um again oh, yeah. me. He reminds me of Anne from Definitely. My Loser. And he reminds was... me of Mork from Dark Blue Kiss as well. Yeah. I was thinking today, like I was like going over his shows, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that I love the most, I think, about Bad Buddy is the pacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Alf, he's he's kind of notorious with the slow pacing and the slow yeah. burn. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. show, the show is so much better than that. Honestly, I am so glad it's not as slow as, for instance, A Tale of Thousand Stars. That was mm-hmm. extremely fucking slow. I hated yeah. the pacing of that show. It was awful. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Um, he was. Um, if you watch his uh, again, he again does this like YouTube video where he watches the show with his friends and they give him criticism yeah. and um, stuff like that. So when you watch it with them, um, he says that his goal for Bad Buddy was to make it fast because uh, he didn't like the comments that people were saying that he's a he always does slow pacing so he improved that the pacing because he had to make it fast because it's an 8 30 p.m show yeah he took a note which is wow like not a lot of people are going to take criticism and actually do something about it you know all right so let's start off first with like a question so what was your favorite part of episode four of bad buddy and what was your least favorite part of episode four for bad buddy I don't think that there is like a least favorite part of this show, uh, this episode also. 
But my favorite is definitely the crying scene. That was, I don't know, <laughs> that was phenomenal. Like, it, wow, okay. Speechless, I have no words for it. But I think I, I rewatched it like five or six times already. Since I was also doing gifts for it. So I have to rewatch it. And it, every single time I see. I see him lying there and being just like defeated, completely and utterly defeated. I start crying like a little bitch. And <laughs> I think <laughs> that indicates that mm, that's the best scene of um, episode four. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, I have like. I'm trying to think of my favorite moment <coughs> in episode four, apart from the crying scene. Um, I think my favorite moment is the makeup wipe scene, which I think was a very excellent use of product placement with Bacoff right there. Um, it was, was like, amazing. Yeah, it was so soft. It was so romantic, and there was a lot like. And it was so natural. It was yeah. extremely natural. It didn't I feel like an ad. Yeah, yeah. I also really love um, the mirroring of uh, Pran's emotions of jealousy when he goes to give, like, the past, the flashback that shows that he did have feelings for Pat and he was going yeah. to show Pat that he had feelings only for Ink to be in the story and then for that to mirror again when he goes to get the, when he sees her and Pat having a smoothie, t- uh, milk tea together. It's just so good the way Bakoff obviously mirrors it because, you know, he wanted to give Pat the smoothie in the past, but then she, but even in the present, Ink shows up and she still gets to do those things with Pat, you know? Um, so that's another moment that I really like. And then I also really like, I'm trying to remember, like, what happened this whole episode before she shows up. Um, yeah. I, A I, lot I, of things happened. A lot, yeah. <laughs> I really... Um, and then I, I really like um, the rugby scene. The r- rugby scene, really? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, but... when 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 they're competing against each other, or when he falls flat on his face. I think when he's thinking about Pat and then the uh, coach is like, this is your enemy, you must get rid of him. And like Pat is winking at him, but it's unima- like a like a thought, like it's an imagination of his because he's feeling hurt and he's feeling, yep. you know, yep. he's holding so uh-huh. much pain in and he's trying to push it away, but he's just hurting himself instead. So yep. um, I really love all of those scenes. My least favorite part of it, um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> it's really difficult to say a least favorite part. Do you of even that. have a least favorite part? Like, mm. I probably um, do have some kind of criticism because obviously I know that Pa yeah, and uh, Ink are going to have like a GL following where people are gonna like really be are they? Yeah, but this is the thing. Like, people are already trying to force that, and I'm um, again. Yeah, but I don't to- feel like. No, I, I don't think that that would be very natural. I don't know. I just, it just doesn't feel natural. I agree. That's why I'm saying it's not my, my favorite part. Because <laughs> it's like, I, I want a GL couple, but if you're going to do a GL couple back off, you have to do it properly. It can't be like just putting them 
you know in the scene and just being like there they are like that that's it now you guys can guess what their story is guess that they're you know whatever because everybody's like oh they were flirting with each other and i'm like no they're not like they're just being sisters <laughs> they're just being friends there's no context yeah like, even a hint that they have feelings true, for true. each other yeah so calm down true. i know everyone wants a gl couple i know everybody has been wanting it for a long time but we do not give we do not um hello we do not um yeah i'm here yeah we do not give uh scraps or like uh like praise the minimum the bare minimum we have to wait until the high quality with gl before we start doing this praising thing so people need to like you know calm down a little bit because if not you're going to be disappointed if there is no gl storyline that's just my my own take on it but that was like there's no apart from that like there's no least favorite moment oh wait i do have a least favorite moment corn um corn shows up all the time he's always ruining you know pat and prance little plans and um he like pat tells him like look i'm gonna take care of pran and he proceeds to nod and then immediately in the next second jumps pran it's hilarious yeah like, <laughs> and i understand yeah yeah i know we're gonna talk about it but i understand his because this episode again shows why pat like this episode really like goes deeper i know people are seeing it in pran's perspective but this episode let, let a lot of clues into pat's mindset for why he says yes about liking ink um he doesn't like ink um he knows that it's all about, um, it's all about toxic masculinity yeah it is it, it literally is a heteronormative like again toxic heteronormative yeah. energy mm-hmm. yep. he doesn't like yep. he doesn't like ink uh he's lying to himself and he knows he's lying to himself but there's one yeah. reason for why he thinks he likes ink that causes him to later on say yes so we're going to talk about it but yeah because people are like oh he, oh my god he doesn't even know his feelings no he knows his feelings he knows he has feelings for pram um, there's so many places in this episode where there's clues that he has, he knows about it. Um, especially yeah, when he's yeah, it bleeds born. out. It's yeah, he, even if he doesn't already, realize it, they just already, bleed out. Yeah, yeah, he's already told Corn that you know he has feelings for someone in architecture. He's not lying about that. So there's lots of moments where Bukov basically tries to be like, okay, Pratt, Pat um, is in a toxic masculinity, heteronormative mindset, and he feels like he has to have feelings for. Uh, ink when really and so because of that he's hurting pran he's flirting with pran but he doesn't actually know that he's flirting with pran you know that kind of thing and the trailer right, also makes yeah. you think like the trailer makes you also think like that's what he's doing but i think that uh Bukoff is lying to us about that because i think pran pat knows a hundred percent that he has feelings for pran and i i will say that there's only one thing that kind of affects him no there's two things that makes him say in this episode to pran that i have feelings for milk um and i'm gonna like try and analyze and break down those moments because there's like there's four reasons but there's a lot of reasons to show where his mindset is at so people who are hating him or people who are being like oh he doesn't even know about his feelings he does know but he decides (laughs) to give up on like he decides to give in to his uh, toxic masculinity, heteronormative um, mindset because of some things that's going on. I think people need to also realize that uh, you, Pran loves Pat. Yeah, we know this. But how Pran acts with Pat on the surface, apart from those moments where he's being nice to him, is very harsh. So people need to understand that from Pat's perspective, 
there's no way Fran has feelings for him. Like, yes, they're having these moments where they flirt and they're having these moments where they look into each other's eyes and they're playing the guitar and stuff like that. But Pran tells him, like, you're the re- you're bad jinx, you know, like, when I'm with you, things don't go well. Like, I really dislike you. I hate you. And people need to understand that Pat has been hearing this stuff from Pran for a long time. I don't know about high school, but from now, that's what he's been hearing. Like, there's lots of moments, which is why I keep saying they're repeating it, because it's going to build up later on. Um, that whole, like, you're a jinx. Pran might, mm-hmm. Pat might, you know, think of it as a joke. Like, he might be like, oh, really? I'm a jinx? Like, I'm not a jinx. I'm a good person. I really like myself. But how many times do you have to hear that? How much evidence do you have to have before you finally start to believe that? You know? For yeah, me, true. I think Pat has heard Pran say this to him repeatedly. Like, when we're together, things don't go right. And there's a fear. And this episode, the theme, I was going to write an essay about this, but the theme of this episode is fear for both of them um that leads to that ending where pran is crying and hurt and pat is going to bed pretending that he's comfortable but he's also like confused um and he's not actually he's not actually as happy as he's like portraying you know so that's like something that's really important but um what did you think about ink what did you think about the introduction to ink i'm kind of indifferent I don't think I feel anything towards her. Yeah. I don't know anything about her. <laughs> so, um, she's not in the book, right? We have Nat in the book, I remember. Spoiler alert. Not sure, but I think, yeah. Yeah, because she's not, she's not <laughs> in the book. There's a girl. So, when we're introduced to the idea of jealousy in Bad Buddy in the show is introduced by Ink, but in the book, in the book, I think it's worse. Um, Pat sleeps oh, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Nat, yeah, and then that causes yes. very similar to Thorn type. In Thorn type, like he he sleeps with another girl, and then he realizes his feelings, and he uh, they both then get together because of that, like that action of his jealousy for why and his jeal- and, and him sleeping with um, Nat and realizing that he doesn't want anyone else, but he wants you know pran um so obviously when you're introduced to a female in a bl there's always this negative connotation oh, yeah. you know like she's going to be a beard she's going to be used she's going to her heart is going to be broken by the guy who doesn't know that he's bisexual and it's really always a really like negative feeling you know we've seen it a lot and with Bacoff, his females again i've talked about how who pat reminds me of in his shows but he again those shows that i mentioned there's a girl in that that is always again hurt or like uh left behind or is like yeah, yeah. hands her feelings like in my dear loser there's the <clears throat> girl who has feelings for son um mm-hmm. and she gets hurt you know and she has to let go of of the fact that he would ever be with her and in has feelings for her so it was like a weird love triangle and then um what's the other ones i've mentioned in he's coming to me uh again om's character has a girlfriend that he's like really a friend who he's really close to um yeah and she also gets hurt because he kisses her to find out how he feels and then in um dark blue kiss obviously son knows he's gay but mock does like mock it knows he's gay but he hides it um and there's a girl who has feelings for him that's his best friend's girl but she also 
she doesn't really get hurt like that because his best friend has feelings for her and she kind of moves on but Bakoff normally doesn't like to use girls as beards and if he does they're normally very positively presented like they're not um negative toxic ex-girlfriends basically they always yeah, yeah. no that's true yeah they always know and ship the two the cup the the main couple together and even if they have feelings for the guy they kind of forgive him and like let him go to be with who he wants to be with so ink is very similar to that you know she's a stepping stone to pat and prank yeah feelings for each other um and she i think she's she- gonna push them towards it yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. She has, she definitely f- thinks that they're meant to be together. I think um, it's pretty clear that she's already hinting at it. Um, yeah, she finds it funny, you know. She's like Pa, like, but uh, both Pa and Ink, they both know that these two boys like each other and like they have feelings for each other, but like they both keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah, seeing what they're saying. Um, like Ink, I think she's cool. I think there's a lot of reasons for why Pat would want to like her. They seem to have a lot in common. They get along very well. Um, you know, they both make each other laugh. So I can see why Pat is like, yeah, this girl is beautiful. You know, she's nice. She's kind. She's everything that, you know, Pat would get with if he was straight. You know, is she someone who Pat's father would be like, why aren't she trying to be with her she's such a great person um so that's an interesting thing to talk about like ink's representation is obviously the typical um type of girl that pat is meant to be with in like his world of toxic masculinity and heteronormativity kind of aspect of things um so that's really important but what i really like about ink's introduction is that you know pran doesn't again he hides his feelings a lot and for the past three episodes he doesn't really we like he shows it but we we don't really see him admit to himself how much he has feelings for like that but like we experience it but we do not see it yeah but ink really like he doesn't hide it with ink like he he really is jealous um he's really angry he's really depressed um he showcases <laughs> these emotions and then even though he's hurt by pat this is the first episode that was so weird because normally pran likes to put a wall up like he doesn't let pat in yeah um and he 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 doesn't let pat in and he doesn't um he, he doesn't show his emotions to Pat at all or in any way, shape or form. So this episode, it's really interesting because what he ends up doing is like, he lets Pat in only for his heart to get broken. Like that conversation that they have with like, do you like, uh, do you like ink? I thought he was going to say yes. <laughs> I really did. I thought he was going to lie. What? He's meant to, yeah, Pran, I thought he was going to lie because he hides his feelings. He hides his emotions. And this is be a, good way for him to kind of become an obstacle in pat's way but he says no he truthfully just says no and then he cries about it like realizing you know that pat really does have feelings for her so for me i was like oh he's not even gonna try and hide it we're not gonna have the angst of him trying to pretend because again there's a lot that's in the trailer that's really confusing which is why i thought he was gonna say yes because i thought like he and pat were gonna think they like the same girl and that they were both going to compete for that because that's exactly what competition. Mm. That's what 
yeah that's a, an arc for them there's always competition and they still have this whole like whoever falls in love with each other like loses which is ridiculous because Pran is already in love with that so um what is he gonna do like you know like it's just such a weird thing for me um so I thought he was gonna say uh no I thought he was not go- I thought he was gonna keep on hiding his feelings but this episode he was so vulnerable like he really let Pat in um and I understand why he let Pat in because Pat has been doing so much from episode three to four it's not easy to not fall in love with Pat this um episode because uh, he just he's there you know he he represents this uh, protective he cares so much about Pran and he lets Pran know that he cares so much about him so I can see why Pran falls in love with him and is like you know what I I, I, I have to be honest about this I don't have feelings for girls and I also like like really want to know if you have feelings for Ink um, so yeah it was really interesting in that way well I think he, I think Pran just broke down at that point he was like I think he gave up a while ago yeah. and this was like the boiling moment you know Mm, how do I explain this? <laughs> like, he just said fuck it and went with it. And mm. it broke him even more after that. Yeah. I hate no, this show. It, it's, it's, it's really weird. It's sad because, again, it, it he's a, No, bottom, bottom line is that he's a fucking masochist. Hmm. He's yeah. quite literally a masochist. He has been uh, showing this kind of behavior since episode one. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, can that's expect what you... only the worst from now on. That's what happens with uh, unrequited love, that you become a masochist when you think you found your soulmate and your soulmate. You know that that's your soulmate, but for some reason they don't know that they're your soulmate so you keep on trusting your gut but you keep on getting hurt it's like theory of love he's third in this case um third was a masochist as well and third was completely you know for kai because he knew that kai was his person so it's difficult what do you do in that situation apart from just keep on trusting that this person will one day beat the shit out of them and see yeah no, truthfully, because I don't, I don't know how I can be in a relationship with someone who doesn't love me. I, again, I don't, sorry, have feelings for someone who doesn't love me. I think you have to really love yourself more than that, and you have to really be like, okay, there's no point to this. But again, it's hard because what Pat represents, like, shows Pran is like freedom. He really does. He shows Pat, uh, Pran like a way to be free and a way to enjoy life in a way that he's never enjoyed life before. When he's with Pat, he's happy, and so it's 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 True. difficult because um, he he shows up, and every time he shows up, things get better for Pran. You know, like he he's the only person who notices when Pran is in pain. He's the only person who comes in the middle of the night because they live next to each other, though, to help him. He's the only person who gives him you know AirPods, uh, ear earphones or whatever to listen to and he gives Pran I, I did notice that that he gives Pran back this ability to for music and like a disability for him to be the things that make him feel himself. So we've had the guitar, 
and now we've had the earphones which we know is very important to him he listens to music and he lets him like he he stays lost in that music and he does what he needs to do for his perfection abilities or whatever but pran is the one who gave him another earphone and pran is the one who returned him back the guitar that he lost you know so pran uh, sorry pat sorry pat is the one who gave him that so um Pat is really represented like close to his ability to feel free, his ability to feel the most of himself when he's like not thinking about school, not thinking about being perfect. You know, music becomes a really big source of strength for him. And Pat is the one who always gives him those things that help him get there. And I really love that. So that's something that is difficult to let go of because if someone is doing that for you, if someone's being like a rock to you especially since we know the prank is has depression you know like when someone is being such a like light for you and being such a source of happiness to you how do you say no to that when they make you feel better and without them you feel lost you know it's just a very hard situation which is why he was crying and which is why in the next episode he's still hanging out with pat it's like it's like for him yeah he's, without he's pat, a fucking masochist yeah yeah if he's without pat he's hurt but if he's with pat he's also hurt there's no other option about it but it's not going to make it easy for pat to get into his heart anymore i don't think um completely completely pat is going to have to work hard for that i think uh before they get into a secret relationship because pran has been hurt so many times by pat and when the mom comes into the storyline again he will be the first one to give up because it's like okay here we go again um every time we get close to each other i get hurt you know i'm the one who's gonna be left behind and i'm the one who's gonna be left with the yeah pieces. um no i so he's he's definitely gonna give up on them and uh pat is going to be hurt by that um yeah sorry yeah um but that's really well i told you that um bran is going to be the one that's going to hurt both of them so there you go yeah yeah 100 percent. so let's go into the first like the 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 the, you okay so uh huh let's go to the uh the question which is why does pat say that he likes ink if he doesn't um and yeah i can't hear you i don't think (laughs) um yeah and i I said that this episode's theme was to do with fear um both the characters it's because of fear that leads them to the situation that they're in and i said that the reason why pat chooses ink is like it's because basically he knows he has feelings for pran i think he's known since they returned back to each other i don't know if he's known in the high school moments he could have known about hello hello oh okay he disappeared um no what was i saying (laughs) no um yeah i think my question is does pat do you think pat knows about his feelings for pran in high school because i don't know if he's only realized his feelings now but he definitely does know about them 
Um, I wonder if he was close to getting to know about them before Pran left. Yes. At music festival. Uh, yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. So, I'm pretty positive that, uh, like, yeah, back in high school, during that festival or whatever it was, he realized that he's feeling something more. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You cannot think... go through that and not feel anything. It cannot happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. I think that's that's so like that's really um important because when I, I again this episode was really simple for me because Korn tells him that you've told me that you have feelings for someone in architecture. Okay, uh, architecture, architecture. I can't say that word. And I, I was thinking, is it because of the episode, the second episode? Is he saying that the the neighbor across him? Because I think obviously the, his friends know that he had feelings for a girl who lives across him. Um, I don't know. He told them that that person was from architecture, and that's why he didn't want to get with her. Um, but Corn says that you know uh, Pat has told him that he has feelings for someone in architecture, and then there's also those little moments where Pat is constantly questioning Pran. You know, like, would you like me? Um, do you have feelings for me? Um, and and so much more and on and on about that. Um, but I think the thing no, is that what you have been talking about the past one minute. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, My internet died. Okay. Okay. That was not um, very good. Yeah, but what I think I, I got from this episode is that Pat has feelings for both. Well, for, for in his mind, he thinks no. He, he is attracted. He okay. He's attracted to Ink mm-hmm. because she's a female, first of all, mm-hmm. and he is falling into his toxic masculinity. And from there on, he gets kind of confused. He's intimidated by himself. <laughs> yeah, no brain whatsoever. And yeah, that's like it's not going well. While no, he's think... overwhelmed by feelings that he has for Pran, and he doesn't understand them like at all. He just feels something and has decided that it's for Ink, while in reality it is not for Ink. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that there was moments where, again, I like I said, I don't think it's that he doesn't understand them. I think he he does know his feelings for Pran. I just think he's a. Uh, hiding them and that he's he's chosen a cop out and the reason why is because when ink shows up he's not um happy to see her like i mean he does look you know whatever he just seems shocked to see her because he's already like kind of having fun with pran and he's already enjoying himself when she shows up he you know spends more time with her and it just they're friends so they have good times together but second um because of his friends uh so the first thing that the first reaction that people give him when they see him with ink is corn corn's first reaction to him is like you know she's a great girl she's beautiful i will hit on her if you're not gonna hit on her you know so he's praised by his friends for already hanging out with her for taking her away and um doing the things that he needs to do and he's already been seen as a macho 
hero, you know, cool guy who has gotten the prize. Women are not prized, but this is just like a toxic masculinity perspective. So who has gotten the prize of being with the most cutest girl who has shown up, right? And then number two, the one that I actually think really affected him was Pa, because Pa is the person who he goes to to kind of process his feelings she's the one who tells him what not not tells him what he feels but she's the one who helps him understand what he's feeling so when he was feeling guilty about pran in the episode one he had to go to pa to find out why he was feeling guilty so he normally goes to her and he trusts her perspective on things so when pa sees him with ink she says i know you like her so i'm opening the way for you and he's like, oh, okay, so my friends know that I, you know, my friends support me with this girl. My friends are praising me with this girl. I love praise because my father told me that I always have to be number one. But also number two, my sister also supports me with this girl and thinks that I like her, right? But I don't like her because I don't, like when she was touching, when Ink was touching Pat's hair, he didn't feel that. But he just was like, I, I again, everyone thinks I like her. And I think I like her because she's cool and she's pretty and all of that stuff. And she's a friend to me. So I really like her presence. But Pa thinks it's romantic. And if Pa thinks it's romantic, it means that I'm the one who's not understanding my feelings for her properly. Number three, the next thing that causes him to finally say, oh, I do have feelings for her, is when he sees Pran with her and she gives Pran the bracelet. He misunderstands that he's jealous of pran liking her because he likes her so he thinks that that's the final proof for him that he has feelings for ink is that he's jealous about pran and ink i have listen listen i have a very good post for you (laughs) i need to dig it out but you will love it (laughs) trust me now now that you're talking about this uh it was uh Ah, I forgot my thought. <laughs> Why does this always happen to me? <clears throat> Stop smoking. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. <laughs> Not really. Anyway, uh, what was the post about? No, ma- continue talking. I'm going to find it and send it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, is that jealousy? Is that jealousy of... um? of Pran and Ink that he finally nails the coffin in his head, he feels toxic jealousy. Like, he feels macho. Like, he wants to... He's angry. But he doesn't realize that his anger is not directed towards Pran for stealing his girl or for, like, having her make a bracelet for him or for him being nice. Or it's the fact that he finally is processing that Pran has been sad this whole episode um mm-hmm. and the reason why pran is sad is because of ink so he actually thinks he's jealous uh because pran likes ink and he's scared that ink could like pran but actually he's wrong what he's jealous about is the fact that he's processing that pran has been sad and that he thinks because pran has been sad pran has feelings for ink so when he finally tells um pran yes i like her he does it as a coward move again it's fear um, he completely could have said no, but he didn't want to seem like a loser if Pran says yes. You know, again, people need to understand that Pat is competitive, and um, the way he thinks—I don't know if I'm making sense—but the way he thinks is it's like 
If Pran says yes, you know, I lose Pran and I lose ink. I lose both of them. But if I say yes, I have control over the situation to at least have a competition mm-hmm. with Pran over ink and get the girl. You know, because again, the only thing that's stopping him from wanting to be with Ink is the fact that he's in love with Pran, right? But if Pran is going to, if Pran shows up and is like, "Yeah, I'm straight. I also have feelings for Ink," there's nothing. He, there's nothing there with Pran. Pran never has feelings for him, so he's afraid of rejection from Pran. He's afraid of like be of, of like weakness from uh, because Pran causes him to be weak, as Corn tells him this episode as well. Like, he's acting weird when it comes to Pran. He's losing control. And because he's losing control, he's losing his popularity with people. And we know that he's been raised up in an environment where popularity and strength is important. So what he does is, I'm not saying he lies that he likes ink. Again, he likes ink, but he knows it's not romantic. He likes the idea of ink. Yeah, but he knows it's not romantic. He knows he doesn't have feelings for her. I, I, like, this he goes not, for yeah. it nonetheless, though, because uh, no brain. Yeah, because he's to- like again, because he's toxic. Not he's toxic, but because that's what he has to do to be toxic, like to be strong. Be again. I'm g- wait. I'm gonna be right back in a second. I need to switch to my PC. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Okay, yeah, so that scene where they're asking each other, do you like ink? The only focus that the audience has is Pran. Because Pran, we've seen his feelings throughout this whole episode. Like, we, whatever he says here is going to be an interesting analysis of his character. But we've gotten enough proof to understand why he's going to say no, why he's going to say yes. But with Pat that scene just seems like oh like on the surface it's just like okay he doesn't understand his feelings like he's he likes both of them but that's not the truth like i think bakoff is lying to people and i think pran knows his feelings 100 percent. i just think um again fear of of the the moments this episode that showed him what he could lose causes him to say yes to like an ink because he's so afraid that he's going to lose um to pran but not just lose to Pran, he's going to lose Pran to her. So he'd rather, again, be an obstacle to Pran and Inky if Pran says yes. And that's why he says, oh, it's a relief. Okay, like, you're not into her. I can breathe. Like, you know? <laughs> and he realizes that the jealousy is gone. So next week episode, he's gonna he's going to be questioning, like, oh, yeah, like, blah, 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 blah. But it's not because he doesn't know his feelings. It's, it's just because he's trying to take that step forward you know to knowing why he should confess to pran um but i think it's really interesting because there's so many moments in this episode that showcases why he does what he does it showcases um like the rugby scene for example i think i said this last podcast that people are again hating on corn and hating on his friends because they're being so toxic but they've grown up in a society that makes them feel like they have to be highly masculine to survive the rugby game that they're in the coach literally tells them that they have to tear each other to bits to like win like in other to be seen as victors they have to tear each other to bits they have to win this war so why else would corn and his friends not be aggressive when they want to show power like they've been the kids and they've been 
grown up in the situation where their family, their parents are all telling them that they have to be highly toxic to be strong, you know? And this rugby game shows that um, we see as well that competition is what makes them better. Um, at the beginning of the episode where both Corn and Y, because of the idea of competing with each other, um, they both help build the bus stop quicker. Again, they think that being, you know, this competition that they have with each other fuels them to becoming stronger and becoming better. And that's why they don't want to let go of it. Because if they let go of it, who are they? You know, they don't have a name or a title if they're not fighting each other, basically. Um, so that's another thing that's really important. And then all the people who are in Pat's ears this episode telling him that he has feelings for Ink and that he's acting weird because he's with Pran is a very much like it's it's him saying okay I need to choose Ink because I'm losing what I was told you know when I was younger I have to grow up to be strong I can't be weak because of my enemy right um the other thing as well that I also noticed is that um pat again i I think i mentioned this but when pat pat doesn't see pran as an enemy right he tries really hard to kind of make them stop seeing each other as enemies he tries this episode the first thing he does is try to put the engineering and the architecture groups together and pran says no to that because they're gonna fight right so there's lots of moments in this episode where he's constantly trying to bring pran and him together uh, to go into Pran's room, to stay with Pran, to sleep with Pran, blah, 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 blah. But to be friends with Pran at least, or to be close to Pran, despite the fact that they're meant to be enemies. And it's Pran and other people that are telling him that they're meant to be enemies. So again, this is another reason for why he says yes to like an ink. Because if he doesn't say yes to like in uh, if he if he and pran are enemies anyway so there's no point in even thinking romantically of pran when pran always tells him negatively that he doesn't want him near him you know repeatedly this episode he kept on telling him repeatedly that you know i don't want you near me like at the beginning i you know we're not meant to we're not good together and when i'm with you things go bad our teams can't work together properly apart from when we're in competition with each other so i think pratt hears all of these things and yeah he always pretends like he's not hurt by it but he is hurt by it because he wants to be with pran and he wants that it to be easier for them to be close to each other but it always seems like there's an obstacle and it always seems like he's the one who gets the bad end of the stick as well because he's blamed for it um he's the one who's seen as the curse he's the one who's seen as the jinx rather than other stuff another like clue as well this episode is like obviously when he tries to protect pran in the rugby game corn hurts pran and it's like again because of him because of his team pran is always going to be getting hurt so what's the point in thinking that pran would ever like like him romantically when all he does is lead pran to being hurt so that's really important because it's foreshadowing and it's talking about again there will be a moment in the future when they're finally together where pat is going to be really hurt because he fully believes that there's evidence fully like full evidence that he's the curse to Pran. And I think it's going to be the mom, obviously, what she says to him. But it, it's going to make him be very hurt. And I think also, like we said, with the foreshadowing, Pran is not going to back him up. 
because Pran has been hurt so many times and Pran's going to give up, you know? And Pran's first, like, Pran giving up on their relationship is going to hurt Pat and is going to make him toxic and is also going to make him um, also give up because he's also trying not to give up on their friendship but he's trying not to give up on what they have um, by making sure that they stay together no matter what happens but you're going to see him change because if you have to keep on hearing repeatedly that you're cursed to someone and then there's evidence you're going to change you're going to finally start to want to stay away from them for them to be happy because you believe in what other people are saying about that you know so yeah alright my throat I gotcha <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Don't die. <laughs> I just need water. Just like, it's like always be calm in my throat so I don't lose my voice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's something that's really important is Pat's, like, Pat's mindset during this whole show. Obviously, it really could be just simple. Like, again, he just, toxic masculinity, he does have feelings for ink. He doesn't know that he has feelings for Pran and he's just flirting repeatedly without meaning to. But I, I think Bokoff does things in so much more like in a different layer of things and none of his couples have never not known that they have feelings for each other. They just always hide it. Like truly. They just keep quiet about it. Like for example, when you watch Sun and Mork, it always looks as if like Mork doesn't know he has feelings for Sun, but he's always known that's what he's actually the most like afraid of. And he finally like admits it later on. You know, and and it's he just didn't want to have feelings for Sun because Sun judges him. Like, so the characters of Bakoff always know their feelings, even in Tale of a Thousand Stars. Like, they always know what they feel. They just always like have to keep it quiet because of something that they're dealing with, um, or society, or their fears of who they are and stuff like that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the 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 catalyst for why Pat chooses to say that he likes Ink is because of his jealousy with Pran and realizing that Pran is not being himself the whole episode and thinking and being afraid that it's because Pran has feelings for Ink. That's why he said yes. Because I actually think he would have been honest and said I don't know rather than yes. Mm. But I also think this episode supports the, again, cycle theory that, it, like, the music festival is going to be where the mom comes in and causes problems. Because Ink is also a repetition of the past. So she's also, again, like, we're, we're still mirroring, we're still going through the same things that we went through three years ago. And each time it gets more amplified, it gets more um, intense every step of the way so yeah i do believe that the next music festival that they do that his mom's going to find out about the truth there because it's those are the it's just it's just repeating the same storyline repeatedly just this time around they are actually fully becoming romeo and juliet and they are fully like falling in love with each other uh, and this time around they're not going to be separated from each other too long yes i hope so uh, but it will be it's it's, it's going to keep on getting intense and intense um, and then also lastly obviously we have the Romeo and Juliet theory I think a lot of people 
I've kind of calmed down on that theory because it's a little bit like, where are we at in Romeo and Juliet? Um, and I've been wanting Ink to show up because I wanted to know what her character was going to represent. Um, and right now, she represents Rosalind. She doesn't represent, uh, I mean, I think she's going to represent Friar Lawrence. She's going to bring them together. But she represents uh, the person who Romeo had feelings for before he fell in love with Juliet, who is like a. She's from Juliet's family, but she's like a like a basic like a fake copy of Juliet. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because at the beginning, obviously, Romeo really in love with Rosalind. He really believes he's in love with her. He wants to kill himself. She's not replying to him. Don't love him. Um. And then he goes to the party and he sees Juliet, and he forgets who Rosalind is. Like that's important. But I always find it interesting in that Rosalind and Juliet are meant to mirror each other in terms of, you know, where they're from. Like, she's also a Capulet. Um, and how much Romeo loves her and says that he wants to, you know, die if she doesn't, like, love him back. And then he completely throws her away. And I think, again, because Rosalind just takes a, like, it's like a copy. Uh, Juliet is like a... Uh, Rosalind's like a copy of Juliet, a fake copy of Juliet. Ink is kind of replacing Pran for Pat in a fake way because it's, again, an idealistic version of who he should be with rather than um, the real person that he actually does want to be with, you know? So Ink represents Rosalind in that way in that she represents uh, all the aspects that he could like of, of who he wants to be with, but he wants to be with Pran, you know, as well. So I think that's really interesting to talk about. Mine is going a bit weird. Um, but yeah, and I also think in terms of structure, we're still at the balcony scene with Romeo and Juliet. Again, we're still with <clears throat> Romeo trying, yeah, we're still with Romeo trying to instigate the relationship and Juliet still being wary. And we've not moved on yet from that scene. Um, there's just so much obstacles for them to first, like, finally choose to be with each other. So we're still at the balcony scene. Um, Romeo's trying really hard and he mis- finally, like, you know, listens in on Juliet's conversation when she finally admits that she has feelings for him. I think that's what Pat is doing right now. He's barging into Pran's life and kind of scene and really forcing out of Pran like his feelings essentially um because he himself like wants to be with like Pran but he doesn't you know it's either he doesn't know he does know but there's a lot of obstacles to them being together and Pran still isn't yet like you know ready to say how he feels yeah well that was some opinion aggressiveness towards Pat why in my opinion is still going to be a really massive obstacle uh to pat and pride do you think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i don't know why he is like again I've, I've put my theories out there that you know i don't know if he again i think someone wrote on tumblr was finally like seeing what i was seeing but was hoping that it wasn't true that he could have feelings for Pran. I, I still think it could possibly be that. Like he he could be very possessive um, of Pran as a best friend. Um, 
of pran in general. <laughs> what did you say? Sorry. Of pran in general. Yeah, he could just be possessive of pran in general, and that's why he's an obstacle because we still need Paris. But um, yeah, it's a very interesting theory because this episode, when he you know shows up and Pat tries to speak to Pran after Pran gets hurt by Khan, he's mm-hmm. the person who stops him. You know, he stands up and he towers over Pat, and he doesn't let him speak to him, and he takes him away. And I think that's foreshadowing. Um, that he's still Tibble and he's still going to be a big obstacle. He's not the massive obstacle. Again, we the parents are and the mom is the big one and she is in Romeo and Juliet too. So she's going to show up in her right time. But I think he's also an obstacle. I think he's going to take a while to understand their relationship. I think he's going to pose a lot of like trouble. I also think he's going to be one of the people who t- keeps on telling Pran, sorry, Pat, that he's not good for Pran and that he's also a curse for Pran. Well, yeah. Yeah, so I think he's also one of those people like Pran's mom that would get into Pat's head about his relationship with Pran. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. There's no, I don't think there's a question about that. It's It, it feels kind of inevitable. Mm-hmm. We we have to go through it. I don't see how else the the whole plot surrounding it is going to like go forward. Yeah. So. Yay for us. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to be so interesting. I just had a theory <laughs> and I like, completely forgot it, but um No, he's going to be really, like, um, I th- so then the other one is also, like, when they're secretly together, I think Pat is going to want them to come out. And Pran is yeah. going to want them to come out. Yeah, he's going to be very afraid of that. Mm-hmm. He's going to come up with 101 excuses that... Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to be, like, <laughs> I think so. I think He's that's... He's going to try to leave. You can, you can count on that. I've said it since episode one. Pran is going to leave at some point. Mm. Yeah. It's inevitable. Like, with this... No. <laughs> so, yeah. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna be fun. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it's gonna I'm... be quite painful. Be. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, I think it's gonna get intense and intense, and because every single re- repetition so far from the past has been really intense. With I think it's more painful. Um, every time that we repeat something, I, I definitely do think it's gonna hurt a lot once they are found out. Um, but I think people are crying for Pran right now and I think uh, people are going to be broken for Pat I think towards the ending yeah 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 he's definitely hurting them both so uh. yeah because again I think Pat is taking everything in um, but he tries to push her away because he's just chaotic and he tries to not take things seriously 
but Pran makes him want to do things seriously. That's like what we know about Pran's influence on him. Um, and Pran, I think, you know, he's hurt. Like he's been hurt a lot, but he's happy with Pat. So he's just gonna go back to that, you know. Well, I don't know. I think he might. He, I think his depression is gonna be a big thing. Don't you know? I think his pain yeah. is going to be really, really immense for his mom to understand what he's going through. Um, but will she understand him. though? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not so both, sure about that. Both of them are going to be very hurt because of society, especially their family. Um, yeah, I feel like it's weird that we haven't gotten their family this episode. Though, like, uh, we didn't get any new information or any like mention of the mom or the father or the like the the rivalry that they have. It was really focused on the friendship rivalry this episode. Yeah, and yeah. The ink rivalry that was. I really like the um, the scene where why like goes in front of Pran when Pat is approaching it just mm, so good yeah, 100% he's gonna do it again definitely, definitely he's going to be something between help and an obstacle and I am excited to see that not gonna lie sounds kinda it, it sounds good it sounds really good not gonna lie I uh, question is so. What do you think is going to happen next episode? Next episode, ah, I watched the preview, right? I don't remember it like at all. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Wait, I'm gonna I, check it out. Um, okay. I, I remember that Pat is confused. So Pat goes to Ink and confesses to her, and she says that he doesn't like her. Yeah. Um that he's obviously projecting and then pat is trying to question why his heart is racing when he's with pran and he asks corn those questions to find out what it means um again i still think he knows that he has feelings for pran uh or that he knows that whatever he's feeling is not friendship but um and then pran and pat hang out for some time uh, Pat Pran is doing a concert which causes Pat to realize he has feelings for Pran and then they go on the rooftop and he tells them that they should be friends uh, which I don't know what's going to happen with that I know that they're going to become friends but I don't know what's going to um... it should be if if they're like loosely following the novel there should be the part where they get together basically in a burst of like emotional uh I don't know, break down one of them confesses be, but... probably Pran or I don't know. no, it's actually Pat. I don't know. <laughs> it should it should be, but it's not going to be because in the trailer we still have the bet. Yeah. Um whoever falls in love with each other first loses. And we still have the kiss, which is do you still think that we're friends? Uh which is what Pran asks Pat before they like kiss and that um well not kiss but they like on top of each other and they're like it's a kiss scene it's 100% a kiss scene but um when Pran asks Pat like do you think we can still stay friends or do you think what we have is friendship yeah and then they lean into each other's face so that those two scenes a hint that they're still not together and that they're not um like 
properly they don't know what to label themselves but also that whoever falls in love with each other first loses is such a weird like scene now it doesn't make sense it doesn't <laughs> but yeah i think I, I think i'm excited for the next episode i'm i mean because promised me that episode four was going to be different from the rest of episode one to three and i think he was right it was more sadder and um it you know it was very more obvious now who has feelings for who and we're at the arc where the they're 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 both now finally getting to know what they feel for each other and they're finally getting to be close with each other in the ways that they couldn't before three years ago so i'm excited for the rest of the show we're definitely now entering um a lot of angst and a lot of um misunderstandings well yeah a lot of misunderstandings a lot of angst a lot of problems hidden away that need to come up to the surface very good very good i crave pain Give me more pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm waiting for that. Uh, I want to be heard by them. Oh Lord, next week, Baker Boys is here, along with Bad Buddy, and also uh, Paint with Love. So, ah, it's finally going to be an interesting week as well with good. Bad. It's gonna be good. Yeah. I don't think about. I'll like survive it very much, but uh, you know, we'll try. <laughs>